Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Ephesians. On our previous visit to Ephesians, we met you, B.C., or you before Christ, a description of what all people are like unless they turn to Christ. Today, our title is You, New. The new in this is spelled N-E-W. This passage gives you all the encouragement you can ever need with a clear instruction for how to enjoy the transformation provided for you by Jesus Christ. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message describing this transformation. One of our people sent me this note in the last time and said, yeah, you can name the next one you A.D. because you're in Christ, because you died with Christ. Well, here's the passage that that comes from. Romans 6, 5 and 6, for if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. The old man was crucified with Christ. Stop resurrecting him. When the lid of that casket starts to jiggle, slam it shut. You don't want him out. You don't want him running around. Now, here's how the essence of the process of maturing in Christ works. The first step, recognize the characteristics of the old man, you, B.C. The next step is to realize who you are in Christ, that you are no longer the old man. You are a new creature. Then you can renew your mind to understand God's will for the new man. Then you lay aside the old man, you put on the new man. It's not hard to understand what needs to be done. Where it really is hard, is when your your B.C. habits and thought patterns are so deeply ingrained. You need to be able to overcome those things. How? Well, this passage is going to show you how to do it. I grew up um, in the home with uh, parents that were both... um, about two pack a day smokers, and um, they smoked for 35 years. And um, my dad hated, grew to hate it so much that he quit several times. The last one finally worked, and he told me such an interesting thing. He he was a he was a fixer doer put things together, think things through kind of a person. And whenever he would start to think about how to solve a problem, his hand immediately went to the pocket where for 35 years there was a pack of cigarettes because always he would light a cigarette 
when he would start to think. Apparently, he thought a lot. Um, years afterward, even when he hated it, and my dad wasn't a believer, even when he hated the thought of it, that reflex was still there. Well, friends, the old man had a lot of time to lay down his habits. Um, You might even have trouble sometimes seeing them for what they are. So, you need to apply this passage. And here is where one of the most useful ministries of the body of Christ comes into play. We call it biblical counseling. It is one believer coming alongside another believer to help them get untangled from ungodly habits and ungodly ways of thinking and ungodly ways of reacting. For example, if you find yourself being angry, it's almost always because you are thinking that you're not getting what you deserve or what you want. That's almost always because you have allowed something to become an idol in your life. Something that usurps the place that God should occupy. Because you should be able to find your satisfaction in the Lord. And so, if you're being angry because you're being disappointed, well, maybe your expectations need to be adjusted. According to the balance between old man, not balance, but difference between the old man and the new man. The world completely biffs it at this point. The world understands people have problems. People have bad habits. People do awful things. The world understands that, but they reject the idea that sin and alienation from God is the cause for human suffering and broken relationships and addictions and all manner of evil behavior. So they have to call it something besides what it is. So they call it syndrome. That sounds so sophisticated. Ah, I have a syndrome. Or they call it a, a disease. And then... They can work on doing behavior modification to maybe mitigate the consequences, to maybe bring the behavior a little more under control so that it doesn't cause as much problem. Um, Or they just go ahead and go the way that our world is going now. They just flip the whole moral system upside down and they say, oh no, that's not sin, that's a good thing. You know, a, a, a... A man can decide he's a woman. A woman can decide that she's a man. That's good. The world will always get that wrong. You have to get that right. You have to to understand what it is about you and your battle with the old man or you're not going to come to the right solution because Christ died for sin. Christ died to receive sinners. And until you're willing to realize that at the core of this problem that I have is a sin issue, 
and I have a Savior who can fix that. Then you can start to rebuild the relationships that have been damaged by the behaviors that are caused by the sinful reactions within the dynamics of the situation, etc. Biblical counseling is nothing other than customized tutoring in discipleship. It happens when a believer who has passed through Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 and has become equipped for a good work, so he or she comes alongside someone else to pursue the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That's all it is. It's just customized tutoring in discipleship to help us move along toward maturity in Christ. And our text here is the outline for the process. Once you've identified one of the sinister acts of the old man, then you strip it off like you would that filthy, disgusting, smelly, ripped piece of clothing, and you move on to the next step. You lay aside the old man, and then, verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. There it is, smack dab in the middle of this, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Do you see what connects? Lay aside the old man and put on the new man. It passes right through you in your mind. It's your responsibility to acknowledge the sin and deal with it in a biblical manner. Be renewed is one of those present tense verbs. It's constantly being renewed. It is replacing something old with something new. In this case, it has to do with the spirit of your mind. What do you think about things and how do you think about those things? It's a continuous process. It's a lifelong process. It's a daily process of putting on the new man. And by the way, this being renewed is in the same tense as being corrupted when it comes to the old man. As I told you, the longer a person goes without turning to Christ, the more corrupted they become. The longer a person walks with Christ, the more renewed the mind gets to be. So, the key is the mind. The basis for spiritual growth Just like, as we saw earlier in this chapter, the basis for unity is programming your mind according to what God says is true, living according to His design. You're probably more familiar with the way that Paul said it over in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, do not be conformed to this world. That word conformed has the idea of being pressured from the outside. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That's the word metamorpho, from which we get metamorphosis, which is a renewal from the inside out. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Once you renew your mind, then God's will begins to be evident unfolded 
by the way that you live. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.